At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the Green Zone. Oh, my! He is the fattest man in the NFL! This is the Green Zone with Dave Ross and Wes Reynolds on VSEN, the sports betting network. It is the Green Zone presented by MGM Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. We have a final in Detroit to update you on. I was hoping for a miracle over. Didn't quite get there. 34-11, the final score in there, so that undercashes at 45. And a couple other final scores. 31-3, Indianapolis favorite and under. Easily get there. And also favorite and under in Baltimore. 34-6. to A uh, lot of unders and a lot of favorites getting Boy. there so far today. I believe... Uh, that is a three and one because Jacksonville did, of course, in the London game, went out right as an underdog, took the money before the game. Money was rightfully placed. So favorites, we talked about that. They've been a little down this year, mm-hmm. but favorites uh, doing very well, which is not always the best day for the books. Not at all. But uh, right now, the uh, Vikings just tried to kick a field goal, 50-yarder. It was no good. So down 11, Panthers. With seven minutes to play, there's still time. They just they've looked so inept offensively. We don't know if there is a comeback. In the offing there, there is not a comeback in the offing in Washington, D.C. For the final time today, let's go back out to Sean Green. And, Sean, we thought maybe, boy, you know, the the Washington football team had the lead at the half. Second half, all Chiefs, they've righted the ship. And I think people can actually exhale to go, all right, the Chiefs are not going to go to two and four. Game looks in hand. Chiefs are up 31-13. You know, I kind of questioned Patrick Mahomes a little bit there, and then he, uh, Really turned it on here in the second half. Uh, Demarcus Robinson got the uh, last uh, receiving touchdown. They got the ball, 31-13, 2.41 left to go. So it looks like the teasers, the money line parlays, and even the minus sevens all going to be good for Chiefs betters. Yeah, actually, and I, Sean, I like that. You give out the tough love because you're watching the game, mm-hmm. and he did not look great. And let's yep. be honest, it was kind of an uneven performance, but at the end, they're going to get the job done here. Uh, great job, Sean. Follow him. Of course, he's a co-host of the Gambling Podcast. And follow him on Twitter at Sean T. Green. So 31-13, two minutes to go. They just got a turnover there. So I think kneel downs will be coming in D.C. There are kneel downs happening in Chicago. So it looks like the Packers will cover the number and get the win 24-14. Favorite and under, continuing the theme. That's probably going to happen here in Washington and now in Chicago. Okay, so before we get back out to say goodbye to Nate, let's say hello for the first time today to Tank Williams. Uh, we love having Tank in the program here on the Green Zone. Uh, of course, does great work for Yahoo as a sports uh, NFL analyst there. Of course, played DB in this league. I don't know how you play DB any longer in this league. Uh, Tank, great to have you for the first time today. Wes and I were just noting that the money is coming in now on the Cardinals, the undefeated Cardinals, what do you expect to say uh, see today in what we believe will be a, a windy field there in Cleveland? As it should. Like, I don't know, man. Like, it seems like the way this week started has been like the upside down. Like, Patrick Mahomes, it took him, like, through the first half into the second half, it seems like, to get his first throwing touchdown. Then the Chiefs finally came along. And so I'm expecting some weird stuff going on. So, I already called for Baker Mayfield to try to get this act together and look like the Baker of OU and throw for a lot of touchdowns. No Nick Chubb. 
You have no Chandler Jones on the other side. And so I feel like this is a time where he and OBJ get together. And on the flip side, you have no Cliff Kingsbury. So you wonder how the Arizona offense is going to look. People have been doubting this team every week yet and still they keep coming out and they perform on a high level. That dude, <laughs> that dude, that quarterback they have is special. Yeah. And so I feel like you have an over-under of 48. I don't care if they're playing in a tornado. I'm going with the over. I'm going with Arizona <laughs> winning this game. So you have a money line at plus 135. I'll take that too. So that's what I'm rolling with. We don't just have to see what happens. Okay, very quickly, Chang, because I don't think enough people are talking about that. The head coach is not there, Cliff Kingsbury. Oh. Obviously, with COVID here, Tank, have you ever as a player at any level experienced where you go into a game and your head coach physically cannot be there because obviously now with the COVID world we live in, how do you think that affects the Cardinals today? I mean, this is a year first. I mean, obviously, they have to go without their head coach just like the Cleveland Browns had to go without their head coach last year in the playoffs, and they were actually able to win that game. I mean, if you look at the Jacksonville Jaguars a couple of weeks ago, they left, the, they left the city where they played without their head coach. So, I mean, I guess head coaches really don't matter that much anymore. I mean, it's the guys that's between the white lines that's making the plays, and Kyler Murray is one of the best to do it right now in 2021 when he has the ball in his hands. He has all his weapons at his disposal. And uh, I feel like he's going to put up a performance. And if it's windy out there, I look for him to use his legs. I okay. look for the Arizona Cardinal run game to really get into tune. So um, no matter what, I'm expecting the Cardinals to come out and put out a performance and uh, show a lot of doubters that they're, they're legit this year. Both teams doing without today. We talked about Arizona. Arizona, by the way, does not have an offensive coordinator. Their offensive coordinator is their head coach, Cliff wow. Kingsbury. He calls the plays. Quarterback coach Cam Turner also going to miss this game due to COVID-19. So Vance Joseph, former Denver Bronco head coach, who's having the time of his life. Mm -hmm. remember, remember that for Monday Night Football. He is the defensive coordinator. He is going to serve basically as the interim head coach. So, you know, 36 hours of notice, that's kind of a big reshuffle. But I mentioned doing without Cleveland Browns, without both their starting tackles, Jack Conklin, Jedrick Willis Jr. going to miss this game. Wow. So shorthanded on the offensive line. We know Nick Chubb is out. Cleveland, number one in the league in rushing the football. But without Chubb, it is going to be Kareem Hunt. You can replace Nick Chubb, but yes. it's tough to replace the offensive linemen. So I am on the Browns from earlier this week. I don't love it as much. We're starting to see two and a half as we just about approach kickoff here in Cleveland. All right, it is over, as I mentioned, in Chicago. So for the final time today, let's say hello again to Nate Jacobson and Nate right here. Uh, and you'll know this name, our Jeremy Wingle, our director, not very happy with this loss by the hometown Bears. Brian Ortega, though, uh, very happy back there behind the glass. I know the city of Chicago, not very happy, Nate. What's going on, and, and what do you, what, what's the tone and tenor after this latest loss by the Bears? Yeah, I think it's just offensive struggles for the Bears, and they had a very nice opening drive, and then that fourth quarter touchdown drive was nice, but five drives between that that ended in either an interception or a punt. So I think it's just consistency with the Bears offense, protecting Justin Fields, trying to get him more comfortable. It wasn't a good offensive showing, and that's kind of concerning against a Packers defense that's banged up and not very good. And you have the Bucks next week. In two weeks, you have the 49ers at home and then at Steelers on a Monday night. So things are going to get tougher for the Bears, especially if you look ahead to their December schedule where they have a lot of rest disadvantages in their game. So not a good showing by the Bears, not being able to cover any of the numbers. They were able to get to the Packers 32 and had a first and 10 to maybe get through the back door if you did back the Bears at plus six. But two sacks of Justin Fields led to a fourth and 26. He kind of threw one up to grabs. 
and there was a penalty on the play anyway, and it ended up being incomplete, and Packers were able to get a first down and take knees. So Packers win 24-14. Not a great showing from the Bears' offense as they hit the road at Tampa for what's going to be a very difficult game against a well-rested Tampa Bay side. Absolutely. Nate, great job. As always, follow him on Twitter, as I do, at NateJacobson1. Of course, does a great job at Stadium back there in Chicago. It is over in Washington, D.C. That final is 31-13, so the under hits, and the Chiefs do end up easily covering that number, which might be a surprise. And we thought we had said goodbye to Mike Wobeshaw from the Panthers and the Vikings game, but but Wobby's back, which means, Wobby, we have more drama than we anticipated. What's going on? Well, you guys forgot I'm hard to get rid of, so (laughs) I'm still here. (laughs) And the Vikings have not gotten rid of the Panthers. We've got a one-possession game. It's an eight-point game. And we talked right before I left that it would be a tall mountain for these Panthers to climb to to tie a game where they were trailing by 11 points in the fourth quarter when they haven't shown much on offense at all. But Sam Darnold had a key play on their last drive. He scrambled for 30 yards, picked up a first down, extended this drive. The Panthers could not punch it in for a touchdown, so they had to settle for a field goal to come within eight points. So the defense has to make a stop. The offense has to drive, score a touchdown, and then they got to convert the two-point conversion. So we still got a little ways to go, but there is four and a half minutes to go. So time is is a factor somewhat, but the Panthers are not down to to their last bite, scratch, and crawl here. We still have a ball game in Charlotte. Still two timeouts, by the way, left for the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Four forty-one left to go. That is the only early window game now in progress. You mentioned. Uh, a couple finals we got to clean up. Rams 38 to 11 over the Giants. That is a final score that did matter, depending on your number for the total. Well, that's because, the only game that went over, right? Yeah, in the early early window. I believe so. Depending on your number, it was 49 was the market closing consensus. So that is a push. There were some 49 and a halves out there. There was 48 and a half was early in the week. So depending on your number, look. Every play matters. It matters to somebody, Absolutely. and it mattered to you if you had the total in the Rams and Giants, 38-11 all Rams. Okay, and Mike Wobbeshaw's Vikings right there in first down. Uh, they run a naked boot with uh, Kirk Cousins and a little RPO, and he finds a tight end, and they are now inside Carolina territory with a big first down, so they might be able to solve this away. Certainly any more points at this juncture would put it away for Minnesota with that eight-point lead. For the first time today... Let's welcome in Chad Andrus. Uh, of course, does a great job uh, as a play-by-play broadcaster. Follow him on Twitter, at Chad Andrus, as I do. He's got the Raiders and the Broncos today. And, Chad, this feels like two teams at crossroads here early on in the season. We obviously know why the Raiders are, as they have a new interim head coach. But also for the Broncos in a game now that they are expected to win, what do you expect to see today? Yeah, it's kind of funny with uh, Rich Passaccia and Vic Fangio being the head coaches today. They might be the third and fourth best coaches in the building, right? It's Mike Shanahan ring of honor day in Denver. And it also happens to come on the one day he requested when Kyle Shanahan had a bye week so he could be there. So both of those guys are here and they're probably better options than what you got for the Raiders and the Broncos right now on the sidelines. Um, Denver, an absolute must win. I think that's why you saw this line along with the Gruden stuff go from three to five now before kickoff because they're going to Cleveland on Thursday night, right? They can't go in there on a three-game losing streak. It's also their first AFC West game of the season, and they won't play another one until they face the Chargers on November 28th. So these head-to-heads in the division are huge, and obviously Denver kicking it off at home really, really needs this one because how do you lose to a team without a head coach, right? Um, I'm not sure anybody knows what to expect from the Raiders coming in here. Some people said that uh, it would galvanize the team uh, with Gruden leaving, and 
Basaccia being so likable, but I don't know, guys. I don't know if you rally behind a special teams coach. Uh, we'll find out much more with Chad throughout this uh, second wave of games, and we'll say hello to Eric Edholm on the other side of a break. He's going to be covering the Cowboys and the Patriots today. One game still in the early window. Right now, the Vikings have a third and eight deep in Carolina territory. Come on back. It's the Green Zone on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Before you place your next bet, visit vcin.com for all the latest data and powerful betting tools. Start with our live odds, team comparisons, and previews for every game on the schedule. Then dive deeper with live tracking of betting trends and line movements. And don't miss our unique tools, including odds comparisons from sportsbooks across the country, prop bet search engine, and custom parlay calculator. Everything you need to increase your betting knowledge and confidence is at your fingertips. Visit vcin.com today. Football season is here. It's time to download BetMGM Sports. It's Nevada's premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Back here alongside Wes Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. This is the Green Zone here on VEASAN week number six. The early game still not in the books just yet as the Panthers have the ball back with just over two minutes to play in regulation. And really quickly here in the one late game that has started, Arizona and Cleveland, a Kyler Murray not ready for that snap, but it's not going to matter as it was snapped over his head. It was third and 21, but wow. Kyler Murray just found Christian Kirk in the corner of the end zone. Arizona Cardinals strike first, now 6 nothing PAT pending. What a play. We'll get out to Tank Williams in just a minute, but for the first time today, let's go out to Eric Edholm, of course, who does a great job covering the NFL for Yahoo Sports. Uh, e, it's always great to have you on the program. Obviously, I'm expecting a lot out of you because I'm expecting a lot of highlights and a lot of updates from the Dallas Cowboys as they go on to take the Patriots today. And it looks like the battle of two teams that have the right to be called America's team. Is that correct? <laughs> I think that's fair to say. Cowboys, of course, uh, haven't lost since opening night. And uh, they've held that moniker at least nationwide for a long time. And looking the part this season, Dave, your team has looked uh, very healthy as well, too, not coming in with many injuries. They're in good shape. They're actually favored minus three and a half. Uh, as they head up to Foxborough and are ready to kick off in just a few minutes here. Patriots a little banged up. They get some of their offensive line back. Not exactly sure how much uh, you know. Shaq Mason's out. Michael and Wayne might be playing right tackle today. You know, a little bit of a mixed uh, personnel. Damian Harris will play as well, but could be on a little bit of a pitch count in the backfield. So big questions here. How are the Patriots defense going to stop a Red Hawk Cowboys offense? And likewise, what can a kind of a pop gun offense to this point, a field goal offense for New England, how do they work down the field against the Cowboys defense that's creating turnovers and playing a lot better? Okay, so we'll see how that one plays out with Eric all afternoon long. We're going to go back out to Tank Williams, watching the Cardinals and the Browns. And we mentioned windy conditions. I think that might have just affected the extra point, but that means that we have a touchdown to talk mm -hmm. about here. And let's talk about it with Tank Williams because Tank – Wes and I were looking at it in real time. It looked like a sensational 
MVP-type highlight from Kyler Murray. Yes, sir. I mean, I know y'all were a little bit worried. You didn't know if I was going to sprinkle some of that little T-money goodness on this game because the Browns came out slow, but Arizona did what I thought they would do. I mean, they had some key third-down situations where Kyler checks to a run with Chase Edmonds, a nice completion to Christian Kirk on the third down. I don't know what the hell happened on that snap where he hit him <laughs> in the shoulder and you think, oh, that's a blown drive. They have to end up kicking a field goal. And then Kyler does what Kyler does. I mean, Christian Kirk runs an amazing route. DB needs to keep that outside leverage. He was able to go across his face, get the two-tap in the end zone, and now the Arizona Cardinals is up 7-0. So I like this from a game script approach for Arizona and for Cleveland because now Cleveland and Baker, they're going to have to kind of push the envelope right now, try to get that offense going, especially with the pass game, no Nick Chubb. So I want to see some points trending this way. I want to see if Baker can put together a drive coming up here next. Okay, well, Tank, very quickly, and again, we talked about this, and Wes was on it with the money, how we saw the money, late money, come in on Arizona. Maybe not from a betting perspective, but are the Cardinals, as the last undefeated team in the NFL, still getting their their due respect? Because it felt like this week, well, this is the week, right? This is the week, the Browns, they're going to prove to be the better team, and you don't have a head coach making the trip with COVID. It's all going to go wrong for the Cardinals. Not yet, at least so far in this game. Are they, in your eyes, a legit Super Bowl contender this early in the season? I think so. And I think when you think about the Cardinals from prior years, and they had so I mean, especially last year, they had so many bad losses where it seemed like they had the game won and then they just found a way to lose. And it seems like now they just took all of those lessons from last year and they kind of moved it forward this year. And they've just been playing extremely good ball. And I think their mindset is also like I looked at that Buffalo Bills game against the Chiefs and I was like, yo. This is a must-win game for the Chiefs, but at the same time, Buffalo is coming from, from the mindset where, you know, the Chiefs knocked us out last year. We want to prove that we can beat this team and that we're the team to be in the AFC. In the AFC. And so I feel like the Arizona Cardinals are going with that same approach where you feel like this is a must-win game for the Browns, and they had that – they suffered that, you know, really bad loss to the Chargers last week. But the Cardinals are like, no, this isn't about any other team. This is about us. Each and every week, we feel like people are doubting us. I mean, we come in here as dogs, and we're the only undefeated team in the league. All right, we're going to show y'all we the dogs. And so that's where they're coming out playing well, and I expect that to continue. All right, that, the extra point was good. It was windy there in Cleveland, as Tank has been describing to us, and but it did go over the top of the upright. So 7 nothing Arizona. Very quickly, the last game from the early window mm-hmm. – Fourth and ten from their own two-yard line. That was a line. hell of a throw from Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold made a play. Let's go back out to Mike Wobshaw watching this game. And, Mike, the Vikings fourth and ten couldn't get him off the field. Yeah, kind of the theme of this game for the Vikings. They've had this in their in their grasp, ready to clinch it for a while and several times, including right there on fourth and ten, and can't do it. So the Panthers remain alive. They got to score a touchdown and go for two. What's interesting here is depending on when you got in on this game, you might have, you might be laying two points with the Vikings. So the Panthers score a touchdown here. It's definitely sweat zone for the side. The game is already over uh, on the total, but the side yet to be decided, both money line and point spread. Okay, the two games that have gone over from the early window, which I didn't expect, would be the Rams and the the Giants game, Mm -hmm. which looked like a dead under, and the Giants get a late cheapie. And the Panthers and the Vikings, because they just couldn't move the ball. But you get that blocked punt, and all these weird things start to happen. So that game's already gone over, as Wabi said. He said that some people might have gotten at two. I know our producer, Jacob Roach, had the Vikings at minus two and a half. This is the ultimate sweat zone. 
for, the, for right now for our producer and for people that had to lay that number. The only over so far today is actually in Carolina right now, 28-20. That does go over the total unders of Reign Supreme. Favorites of Reign Supreme, too. The early window games, 7-0 for the favorites. The only underdog to cover today was the Jacksonville, Tottenham, London, Woo! Jaguars, whatever Tottenham. you want to call them. Duval! Holding it down for the underdogs today because not many of them are getting there. But uh, look, even if the books get crushed on all these favorites oh. covering, they'll still be open tomorrow morning. I'm sure the lights will still come on here at Circa. But right now, second and 10 for the Panthers at about the 36 of the Vikings. So again, a lot still on the line there. Again, I have the Panthers in some overplays for season totals. Uh, so that's why I'm desperately hoping for a miracle comeback here. They've got a third down now. They have one timeout left. It's going to be about a third and three uh, inside Minnesota territory down there. So we'll keep an eye on that. We still have not kicked off yet in the national window here for the second game, which, of course, is the Cowboys and the Patriots. So we'll give you updates once that game actually gets started. And right now, the Browns, Baker Mayfield, a lot of questions about Baker this week, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, is he holding back Odell Beckham Jr.? Is he really just a game manager? Well, that's on the line here for both of these teams here. I mentioned with Tank Williams that, Maybe the respect has not been due for the Cardinals. You would think a 5-0 football team wouldn't be looking for respect. But I think the same can be said about the Browns here with their 3-2 and two start so yeah. far to the yeah, season. Yeah, the Cardinals franchise hadn't been undefeated at this point in the season since 1974. And look, this was one of those when you sometimes you bet something early in the week and you like it. And then as you get closer to kickoff, it's like, oh, my God, I don't like this game anymore. Right. And that was the Cleveland Browns for me because – I did think this was a good spot because they were the first team in history, as I mentioned earlier, score over 40 points, have over 500 yards, not turn the ball over, and still lose. So, look, this is still a really good football team. Obviously, very shorthanded on the offensive line. We're going to see how that plays out as uh, Kareem Hunt tries to go for the first down. It is going to have to be the Kareem Hunt show today because no Nick Chubb, of course, for the Cleveland Browns, and now both your tackles, Wills and Conklin, are going to be out of this game. So, Cleveland now uh, now behind here. I believe Arizona after that touchdown, my in-play wagering just disappeared here at BetMGM. But Cardinals were minus three and a half. Holding penalty is going to push the Browns back now 10 yards. Okay, and the, uh, third and six, the, it looked like the, the Panthers had a first down, but Rondell Moore dropped a sure first down. The Vikings have taken their first time out, so everything hangs in the balance here on a fourth and six for Carolina here as they desperately try to get back into it. Again, those numbers... Uh, DJ Moore, what did I say, Ron? DJ Moore, not Rondell Moore. I, I apologize to Rondell, wrong team. Mm -hmm. DJ Moore dropped what would have been a sure first down for the Panthers. So, again, they've got to try to pick this up on fourth and six. And Baker Mayfield and company right now, they have a second and 15 uh, on their own side of the 50. And it looks like right there they have a first down. Uh, and it looks like uh, Peoples-Jones got that first down for Cleveland. So they're moving it. And that fourth down play, they heat up. Uh, Sam Darnold, but he's got a receiver. They've got a first and goal at the five, and it was DJ Moore holding on to this one. And by the way, I've been critical of Sam Darnold. He's mm -hmm. lost in this football game for the majority of it. They heated him up with a corner blitz, and he beat that blitz badly. So right now, the Panthers still alive. All kind of numbers are My alive here. If you, if you laid the two and a half, Obviously, you might be in trouble here if Minnesota, if you laid it early, you're going to get there. I think the contest lines were like one or one and a half. So a lot of numbers in play, depending on where you took this game. Okay, okay. so again, first and goal now from about the six. And again, they still have a timeout with 45 seconds to go in regulation. It looks like they've got a touchdown. 
two-point play will be coming. It's 28-26 right now. Robbie Anderson with that touchdown. Oh, my goodness. It's officially <laughs> a sweat zone. Come on back. It's the Green Zone on these in the Sports Betting Network. Get ready for all the action this NBA season with the VEASAN Basketball Betting Experts. Grab your copy of the VEASAN Pro Basketball Betting Guide now with strategies, predictions, and best bets to stay ahead of the odds makers. Our hoop experts, including Jonathan Von Tobel, provide strategy and advice as well as predictions for conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, and player awards. This digital guide is a must-have, so give yourself a betting edge this season and get your copy now for only $9.99 at VEASAN.com. Slash subscribe back here alongside Wes Reynolds. I am Dave Ross. This is the Green Zone. And the Dallas Cowboys had fourth and one at their own 34-yard line in the very first quarter, and they went for it. And I'm not sure that they got it. Now, look, Mike McCarthy, remember I got this job because I'm now Mr. Analytics, and I've, I've, I've seen the error of my ways. You need to go for it mm-hmm. at fourth and one at your own 34. They, they might even get it. To me, these are the type of decisions that can lose football games well before you ever have to put that on the line. We'll see how this plays out, if they got it or not, but the result to me does not justify what I think is a bad decision. Two quick updates uh, here. We do have points in Denver, and that is Derek Carr deep to Henry Ruggs. Woo! The streak is over. The Raiders finally score on their opening drive and now up 7 enough and very early in Denver. Also, Still 28 apiece here, 24 seconds left to go. That last game in the early window in Carolina. Minnesota, one timeout, but now across the 50 and trying to drive for that winning field goal in Carolina. They are in field goal range. Let's go back out to Mike Wobshaw right now because, Wobby, this would be a, a great snatch of victory from defeat for the Vikings if they don't have to go to overtime. He's just seen a wild fourth quarter and a wild drive by Sam Darnold to get this thing tied. Yeah, it was, it was 96 yards, 11 plays, under 90 seconds for the Panthers to drive down, score a touchdown, and then go for two. They converted twice on fourth down, including fourth and 10 from inside their 10 uh, to tie this game up. But they left too much time for the Vikings. The Vikings have driven, as you've said, into Panthers territory. They are in range for a field goal try. This is the fourth game in the first six weeks that is coming down to a last-second field goal in Vikings games. Pretty crazy. That's why we should never say goodbye to Mike Wobbshaw. One, we like to have him on, on the program. Two, his games are always absolutely insane, mm-hmm. and this one is insanity right now. Uh, they have just used their last timeout, 19 seconds to go. They have a second and four. Uh, they are about at the 37-yard line, it looks like here. So let's see if KCA tries to get them a little bit closer here uh, before attempting this kick. They will do just that, and it looks like they've got a first down. They've got to hop up and spike this football under 10 ticks to go, and they're going to do just that. So a game-winning field goal will be coming for the Vikings here. Great job by Kirk Cousins. Look, people can say what they want about Kirk Cousins. We, we give credit to Sam Darnold for getting this thing down there. But they're going to be going for the win here with six seconds to play. So before we get to, to an update uh, in Denver, we're going to stick here yeah. and see if the Vikings can go ahead and finish this thing. And Greg Joseph, their field goal kicker, 
Wait, could it beat Arizona? Yeah, remember he missed the one against Arizona from 37 yards, even though he made like the two 50-plus yarders in that game. So he's got the leg here. Not exactly yards. Greg the leg. Maybe Greg the leg Jr. here. This is a 47-yarder here now down at Bank of America Stadium. Carolina does have one last time out, so Matt Rule is going to elect to use it and go ahead and ice Greg Joseph, let him think about it for a minute here, but 47 yards to win the game, Minnesota, Carolina. Now, Minnesota, obviously, if they get this, they clear all numbers. Wow. Because this did close two and a half at BetMGM. It was like kind of the high in the market. So Minnesota by three will get all the Vikings backers there. So again, maybe too close to comfort if you're laying the two and a half like our producer Jacob Roach is on this game. He is desperately hoping this field goal is good. All the Minnesota backers are but again, props to Sam Darnold because, again, he really looked lost yeah. in this thing. Down 11 in the fourth quarter. They managed to get a field goal. They managed to go 96 yards, get the two-point conversion to at least be back in position to try to get this thing to overtime. Let's see if Greg Joseph can end it right here with this 47-yard field goal. Again, six ticks on the clock here in regulation. The snap is back. The kick is up. And it looks like it is good. No, no good. good. He missed the field goal from 47 yards, and we're going to go to over. I, I, it's it's just unbelievable. Just when these we games... thought we had a doll first slate, I mean, it was pretty much a dog show. Let's be honest, ladies and gentlemen, in the first half of the uh, doubleheader today. But now wow. we have life, especially if you are a Carolina backer. This was 28 to 17 in the middle of the fourth quarter, and now we're going OT it in Charlotte. And again, it's almost like the kick last week, if you remember for the for McPherson for the Bengals against the Packers, where it almost goes over the upright, mm-hmm. and it looked good all the way, and then just took a little push right. Matt Rule and company, they have new life. They will take one kneel down, and we will go to, oh, I'm assuming they'll take a kneel down with one second to go here and make sure of that. You never know these days with coaches. They are going to take the kneel down. We'll go to overtime there. Huh. Catch our breath. Let's go back out to Chad Andrus watching the Raiders and the Broncos. This is why we love the green zone, because it's just wild and wooly. Points on the board from the visiting team here, Chad. What happened in that first drive for the Raiders? They switched play callers. John Cruden's out and Craig Olson is <laughs> right. in. Uh, Raiders fans have to be thrilled with what they saw on the road in the first drive. Commitment to Josh Jacobs with four carries, but it was six plays and through the air to get him in the end zone in 3.06. Derek Carr goes 48 yards over the top to Henry Ruggs for the early strike, and the Raiders break that drought you talked about on first drives. Uh, it's amazing what a change in play calling can do. Uh, I expected them to commit to the run to Josh Jacobs today. He has four early carries but it was over the top to Ruggs on the 48-yarder that gave the Raiders the 7-0 lead. Broncos now with the ball for the first time. Olsen knows what franchise he works for. When you work for the Silver and Black, you, you work for the, the Raiders at franchise. Al Davis, the vertical passing game, as he always talked about when he was not only coach, general manager, and owner. And Carr finds Ruggs 48 yards for the touchdown. So now Denver minus 1.5. 49 and a half on the in-game total at BetMGM. I'm just shaking my head about those Cowboys. Not the fact that they didn't get it on fourth down, that they even decided to go for it on fourth down to give the Patriots a short field. And right now the Patriots aren't in business. They've got a second and one deep in uh, Cowboy territory. We'll update that. But let's go back out to Mike Wobbeshaw. Wobby, my goodness, you live and die by the kicker. And Greg Joseph, it's just been a roller coaster so far this season. Yeah, it has. I mean, he's made some clutch kicks for them, but he's obviously also missed some kicks in crunch time as well. And you're right, you live and die by it. And when you can't close games in times when you should close games, this is the consequence 
losses that you have to deal with. And so now we're going to overtime here. Another spine tingler for the Vikings. As we said, four out of their first six games have been exactly like this. So we'll see what unfolds here in overtime. Extra football is never a bad thing, though. Never a bad thing. And we've had an overtime game every single week mm-hmm. so far in this NFL season. I'll say it every week, and I'll say it again right now. NFL Competition Committee. This needs to be fixed in the offseason. We cannot have the prospect of a tie in an NFL football game, so please switch this rule. And Vikings, by the way, did win the toss, so they will get the football to start the overtime. Obviously, if you get six, you mentioned those rules, game is going to be over. Terrible rule. Terrible system all the way around. Let's go to, back to Eric at home watching this Cowboy and Patriot game. Eric, I'm uh, apoplectic about, if I can say the word, about the decision for Mike McCarthy, Mr. Analytics now, woke football coach, to go for it on that first drive. What would you make of it? Yeah, the, uh, the stat guys might have loved the decision, you know, fourth and one from your own 34. That's sort of new world thinking. Didn't work out, though. They were actually stuffed on third down as well. Matt Judon made that play. And then uh, Dante Hightower, the stop on fourth down. Dallas challenged, didn't get it. New England with great field position, moved the ball right down the field. It was Damian Harris, started things off with a 21-yard run, and then punched it in on kind of a wild card direct, uh, wild cat, I should say, direct snap, and uh, scored from four yards out to make it 7-0 New England. So essentially an early turnover from Dallas on downs gives the Patriots the advantage. And they're in good shape as they kick off the Dallas here. Ten minutes left in the first quarter. Okay, so uh, I, I, look, Wildcat, and I, I guess it was uh, is Steve Belichick making that play call, or is that mm-hmm. still Josh McDaniel? Whoever's making that play call, it's a good one right there. And, to get and by the way, uh, just to point out, we talked about a couple offensive linemen getting back from the COVID list. Uh, on Wienu and Win off the COVID list, but the Patriots still playing a lot of backups up there up front, but nevertheless, uh, get a good start. 7 nothing, New England. New England now the favorite. Minus 1.5, 54.5 on the in-game total at BetMGM. Yeah, I just don't like the decision. It's just unnecessary. You don't need to force that type of action here in the we're, first we're, quarter. We're, we're opposite today. Yeah. Let's just get that out of the way. Super fan Dallas Cowboys here. I did take the Patriots. Plus 4.5. Played them in the contest. And look, after the betters got fat and happy early, you know, because Dallas has been getting fat and happy at oh, home. Yeah. Three straight home wins. 5-0 and against the number. The only, only, team that, only team that has failed to cover against the number. And look, the betters, look, when the betters do well early, they don't just go home and, and count their chips. No. They don't go back to their rooms. They double up, and they were doubling up here on the Dallas Cowboys. This, this did reach four at BetMGM. I took four and a half earlier in the week, three and a half in the contest. So uh, we'll see where this lands, but a good start for the Patriots here. Absolutely. And again, I don't have a problem with uh, potentially losing game. I don't like it when coaches force issues in the first quarter deep inside their own end. It seems rather unnecessary. It burned the Cowboys there, 7-0 New England. The Broncos right now moving it right back after giving up that touchdown against the Raiders. They are inside Las Vegas territory. The Vikings have the ball first. They've got a second and four here in overtime. And the Cardinals knocking on the door for more points in Cleveland, already up 7-0. My goodness, never a dull moment here in the Green Zone on these and these Sports Betting Network.
Before you place your next bet, visit vsin.com for all the latest data and powerful betting tools. Start with our live odds, team comparisons, and previews for every game on the schedule. Then dive deeper with live tracking of betting trends and line movements. And don't miss our unique tools including odds comparisons from sportsbooks across the country, prop bet search engine, and custom parlay calculator. Everything you need to increase your betting knowledge and confidence is at your fingertips. Visit vsin.com. Today at BetMGM and enjoy the thrill of victory on your very first bet. The King of Sportsbooks welcomes you to Showtime with the Lock of the Year. Simply place a $10 money line wager on any pro football game, and if any team scores a touchdown on Sunday, you're going to win 200 bucks in free bets regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use the bonus code VSIN200 when you make your very first bet to take advantage of this offer. Enjoy football like never before with BetMGM's live betting options, boosted odds specials, and daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use the bonus code VSIN200. You win 200 bucks in free bets if any pro football team scores a touchdown on Sunday. New customer offer paid in free bets. Eligibility restrictions to apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. We have got a winner in North Carolina, and it is not the way of the home team. The Vikings get a touchdown pass from Kirk Cousins, KC8, and it looks like they have taken... It's got to make sure that it stands, Yeah, it looks like a touchdown for the Vikings. Yeah, it looks like a KC, you mentioned a KJ, KJ Osborne, I believe. Now, we are waiting to see because trying to see if he crossed that pylon. It was ruled touchdown on the field. Toe, well, he's reaching well, the ball close. over, but he's reaching out of bounds. That toe might be out, but if it is ruled out, they're going to have first and goal at the one, so... It is called a touchdown. The referees are going ahead and reviewing this play. So uh, speaking of that, while we wait for that, uh, okay, let's okay, go let's Mike go to Mike Wobishaw yeah. on this detail. Hey, Mike. Looks to me like it's a touchdown. Um, but as Wes said, if it's not, they're inside the one. Um, nine plays, 75 yards, four minutes and 12 seconds here in overtime. Methodical, clean, uh, looked really good here. So the Vikings offense got a kick in the pants there with how Carolina came back in the fourth quarter to tie this game. And uh, they took the opening possession of overtime and marched right down the field. No problem to score this touchdown. We'll see what the result is of the review. While we're waiting, though, I will say any player props on the Vikings side here probably went over. Cook rushing yards, Cook rushing attempts, Cousins passing yards, completions, touchdowns, Thielen and Jefferson, receptions and yards, all that went over in this game that turned out to be very high scoring. All right, so I think for the second time today, Wabi, we will say goodbye because it is a touchdown. So thanks to Mike Wobishaw for his coverage today. It's over. The Vikings get the win. 34-28 cover all of those numbers if you took the Minnesota side by getting the six here in in overtime. I hate the rule. I think it's a terrible rule, mm -hmm. but that is the rule, so there's nothing you can do about it today, but the competition committee's got to change And this. the bottom line, Sam Darnold, even though he had that great drive, that was a really great drive to go ahead and tie this game, but first three games of the season, he went 3-0, and only threw one interception. Last three games, 0-3. Six interceptions. Can't keep turning it over. Right now, the Carolina Panthers, after a 3-0 start, sit at 3-3. Three and three. Let's go back out to Chad Andrews. Watching a wild one. I th thought this was going to be a low-scoring affair between the Raiders and the Broncos. Not so, as the Broncos answer the Raiders' score with one of their own. Hey, Chad. 
Yeah, sounds like you might be on the under with me, Dave. Um, if, you, if you were surprised by the Raiders ending the 11-game streak of a no opening drive touchdowns, how about the Broncos responding to end a 25-game streak without an opening drive touchdown? 679 days from the time Drew Locke had an opening drive touchdown in Houston to when Teddy Bridgewater connected to Tim Patrick on a 23-yard touchdown strike to tie this one at seven. But the Raiders have the ball back, and thanks to Derek Carr with a big completion to Hunter Renfro across the middle there, across midfield, and are driving again. All right, let's see that uh, fireworks right now. And again, new, new play caller, maybe a weight lifted off the shoulders collectively. The Raiders, they looked lackluster in that loss to the Bears a week ago, looking really good third and three right now as they've moved deep into Denver territory. Denver minus 2.5, and a half at BetMGM. And the Cardinals trying to get more points. They've got a third and goal now, and it looks like they're going to come up and get the touchdown. It looks like Hopkins got that in on an improbable score there, so we'll see if DeAndre Hopkins' touchdown does stand. But right now, tentatively, 13-0 Arizona early in the second quarter. Story of the game, besides, and we'll get to Tank here momentarily, this is the Carl Sheffers crew, by the way, here in Cleveland. If you've watched Sunday Night Football last week, Buffalo and Kansas City, that game took forever, not just because of the weather delay, but because of all these penalties. You thought the league might have talked to him. Already, just through one quarter, we've already had 10 penalties for 93 yards combined called in this game, but surely it's not affecting Arizona, as Tank is about to point out. Absolutely. Let's go back out to Tank Williams and uh, Tank. DeAndre Hopkins doing DeAndre Hopkins things on that long third and goal, but somehow the yak got him into the end zone. Yeah, I mean, I think y'all hit on the head. I mean, this drive was just ugly. I mean, too many flags, and honestly, you feel like the Cardinals, they just keep scoring these improbable touchdowns. Like when he threw the touchdown to Kristen Kirk the last time around, there was no way that they're supposed to score a touchdown. That should have been a field goal. And this same play to nuke the bomb, they throw him a little kind of like hitch route in space. He, I mean, he has like four guys around him, and somehow, some way, he navigates into the end zone for a touchdown. And so it seems like the Cardinals, I mean, somehow, some way, they just score these improbable touchdowns against the Cleveland Browns defense, that's supposed to be the strength of their team. I mean, you have Jadavian Clowney out there. You have Miles Garrett out there. You expect these guys to step up and try to hold the fort down with, you know, your offense missing so many players, and it's just not happening. So that means that there's going to be more and more pressure put on that offense, more and more pressure put on Baker Mayfield, OBJ. I mean, hey, it's time for them to show up now. Yeah, it is. And again, a lot of uh, consternation this week in Cleveland over Odell Beckham Jr. and a perceived slight that potentially he and, and the quarterback Baker Mayfield are going through tank. Very quickly to that end, we saw, you know, hey, people are speculating. You just got to force feed Odell Beckham Jr. to get things right. It doesn't look right so far after one quarter of play. What have you seen there with, with the quarterback Baker Mayfield? Because I'm feeling like the pressure is starting to fall on his shoulders, and now with this early 14-0 hole that they're in, he's going to have to deliver again and come from behind potentially to do it. I mean, you see some instances where it seems like OBJ is open and then he has to get off him a little bit too quick because of pressure. And then you see some other instances where, I mean, for one reason or another, they just haven't been able to kick. I mean, click. It seems like that offense is just a little out of sync. And usually when that offense is out of sync, what can they depend on? The run game. But now they don't have that with Nick Chubb and with those offensive tackles out. So now all of that pressure leans on Baker Mayfield. I mean, he's going to have to get the ball out quick. Even though there's no Chandler Jones, J.J. Watt has been, you know, creating a lot of pressure off that right side. And so 
They have to come up with some high tempo offense, try to get that Cleveland, I mean, try to get the Arizona Cardinals defense tired, try to get some quick completions so you eliminate that rush and then somehow, some way, get the ball in the end zone. And they have to be able to get some kind of movement with the pass game because the run game just isn't working right now. No, absolutely not. Great update, as always, from Tank Williams. Again, 14-0 Arizona. So we'll see if Cleveland can get off the deck. The uh, Cowboys did get off the deck to tie it up in New England, but the Patriots are moving it right back down the field. So I believe we'll try to get uh, Eric Edholm uh, and give us an update on the latest there. Eric, uh, what happened with the Cowboy touchdown drive there? And then right now, it looks like New England trying to answer right back. Yeah, very uh, crisp seven-play, uh, 75-yard drive by Dallas, responding after you know uh, missing on the fourth down on their first drive. New England scored. So Blake Jarwin capped it off with a one-yard touchdown pass from Dak Prescott, who's 8-for-8 eight eight to start the game, 96 yards and a touchdown. Run game been slowed, but Dak been sharp. Now New England is back on the move. Ramondre Stevenson in at running back and making some hay. Had a good uh, couple good catches and a good run. So New England, I don't know. This uh, you know pregame guys, it was what fifty and a half total. You know we might be getting in that range with a uh, with some points being scored. Yeah, we're getting seven, a lot seven of right now. It's up to sixty and a half right Ooh. now. By the way, and Woo-hoo. look, New England has run six plays. They're averaging twelve point three yards a play. Wow. So they are getting what they want on this defense, and I believe they have another touchdown already. Hunter Henry siding here. Nice ball for Mac Jones over the middle. Trayvon Diggs had a personal foul for taking a cheap shot, and they, the referees did not miss that. So uh, Hunter Henry did not miss that one. Uh, Mac Jones dropped a dime right there, 13-7, PAT pending. And I was asked right before kickoff you know, what, what I liked about this, and I said, take the over. Because I, I get it, Dallas's defense has improved. But, but they're they, living off turnovers. It's not like they're getting tap-outs, what you call like three and outs. Correct. So a lot of these... Coaches now call them tap-outs. They're not just getting them right off the field. They're giving up yards, and I felt that they would do that to Mac today. No so. question about it. And, and again, to that point, watching the Cowboys as closely as I, I have so far this year, yeah, Dan Quinn is doing a good job, but still the talent level across the board for the Cowboy defense is still not up to snuff to being an elite defense. They're a better defense. They're an improved defense. But certainly you can still get plays on them, and right now the Patriots are getting a lot of them. Speaking of plays, it looks like Arizona might have gotten another play against Cleveland, a potential turnover there. And it is getting bad to worse here on the mistake by the lake there in Cleveland. And right now, all the mistakes are being made by the home team. We'll see if that stands. But it's 14-0 Arizona, and it looks like they just got a turnover. So it could be getting a lot worse there. These offensive line issues for Cleveland are absolutely materializing today because Coming off that right end at Baker Mayfield, that was the initial rush, and he tries to keep the play on, Mm. and then he gets hit from behind by number 44, and that's a sack fumble. A flag was thrown anyway. I believe it was going to be a holding. So the the tackle issues, look, we don't often account for that in the point spreads in terms of, like, the offensive line and all that, but it is absolutely killing Cleveland today. The Raiders with a field goal to take a 10-7 lead lead in Denver. Come on back. It's the Green Zone. Week number six right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. 